Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. There. It's Tori Mystic. I am welcoming you to another solo episode of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I get so many requests for people who want to know more about how I've done what I have done building up my blog and my brand in general into an actual business. This is my full-time job now. I'm very proud to say uh, I did social media consulting for many years and I no longer have any social media management client. So I am 100% employed by Wear, Wag, Repeat. And a lot of people want to know exactly how I've done that. So on this episode, I'm going to be recreating a talk that I gave at Alt Summit. Alt Summit is a really cool conference for bloggers and creatives that takes place in Palm Springs, California. Each year I was there at the last week of March 2019, and I did a workshop That was titled Creating an Empire, How to Start a Niche Business, Grow Big, and Pivot. So I'm going to be redoing that talk for you guys if you weren't able to attend ALT um, because it was in California and, uh, you know, it's hard to leave your doggies at home (laughs) and go to those kinds of things. Um, So if you were not there in person, I am re-recording that talk for everyone on the podcast today. All right. So um, just to give you a little outline of what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to start with the value of expanding your brand footprint. I'm going to explain a little bit what that is about. Um, Maybe even today we'll call it your brand paw print. (laughs) I'll discuss different things that I have done over the years through Wear, Wag, Repeat and explain which of those things were failures and which of them became pivots that I was able to then grow into something that was meaningful and useful for my business. And then I'm going to challenge you to do your own little brainstorm session. Um, When I was in California at Alt Summit, we had a live brainstorm session with all the women in the room, and it was really cool, just so high energy and amazing. So I'm going to see if you can recreate that yourself uh, and do a little bit of brainstorming about how you could expand the paw print of your own business. So are you ready? Let's dive in. So There is a huge value in having variety in your business. One of those things, um, it makes your business more profitable. If you have good interaction with your fans uh, in different platforms, then that means that you could grow profit in many different areas. Not all of your followers will engage with you everywhere. So it's important to have a variety of things so that people can maybe buy services from you or buy products from you or click on your affiliate links or you know any other way that you make business. So that's one of the huge advantages of having variety. There's also a huge advantage in having variety because it might fuel your passion. Maybe you have a project you work on that makes no money, kind of like this podcast does for me, (laughs) but it gets you out of bed in the morning. It's something that establishes you as an expert, builds your audience or your community, and gives context to your more profitable offerings. So in this podcast, I'm like literally not making any money. It's costing me money as a matter of fact, 
but it gives me an opportunity to talk to the most amazing people and connect with other dog moms like you who are listening right now who might want to grow your business. And maybe you'll check out my shop or maybe you'll check out one of my online courses. So it's really a very like holistic thing that kind of ties into everything else that I'm doing in my business. So those are two of my favorite reasons for having variety in what you are doing. So now to explore a little bit of what I have done. My starting point, of course, was my dog mom blog. When I started Wear Wag Repeat about six years ago, it was very much a lifestyle blog. It wasn't really totally as niche down to dog content as it is now. Of course, it's called Wear, Wag, Repeat. So it was about fashion and dogs. Uh, And over the years, I've sort of transitioned it to be about way more dog stuff than fashion stuff. Um, But I still still like to consider myself a stylish dog mom. I hope that you do too. Um, and on my blog, I do regular blog posts. I have sponsored content. I have affiliate links and affiliate sales that I make through that. And of course, all of my social networks are tied into my blog. That is sort of like my headquarters for Wear, Wag, Repeat. All right. Another thing that I've tried over the years as I was attempting to expand my paw print was a paid membership program. I launched that in January 2017. You may not have heard of it because it only lasted for about three months until I cut my losses. It was a paid monthly subscription fee that people would pay, uh, and it was super cheap. I think it was maybe $3.99 or $4.99 a month or something like that. I wanted to create something really affordable but provide exclusive content and bonuses and DIY tutorials to dog moms. I thought it was a really great idea. I thought it was wonderful that people could um, have an affordable thing they could subscribe to and get really cool content. However, when I launched it, I basically heard crickets. It was a total flop. All right, so moving on. I'll tell you kind of how I pivoted that later. Now, moving on. I also launched an online course uh, in the fall of 2017 Um, that was launched in October, and it was a course to help women entrepreneurs grow their Instagram accounts by using the law of attraction. I launched it with pretty good success, and I've continued to offer that and build a community around it under the brand Instamystic. I did webinars, challenges, all the different kinds of stuff that you do or you're supposed to do when you're launching an online course. And I did have some success with every single launch I had people sign up for it. I'm going to tell you a little bit later about how I'm going to be pivoting that to make it even more impactful in my business. All right. Now, another thing that I launched in the fall of 2017. So just to recap a little bit, the paid membership was January 2017. And that was last a few months. And then in the fall of 2017, I did the online course and I also launched this podcast. As you know, if you're a regular listener, I've been interviewing women in the pet industry. We talk business advice and we also obsess over our dogs. The podcast makes me zero dollars, though it actually costs me money to run it because I have to pay for hosting and editing and all of that kind of stuff. So um, it's, it's a really great thing, but it actually doesn't really bring in any revenue at the moment. But that's okay. I'll talk about why that's okay <laughs> more later. Then uh, the most recent thing that I have launched was in August 2018, I launched the Wear, Wag, Repeat shop where I carry handmade goodies for stylish dog moms. 
Everything in the shop is dog mom made. That's really important value to me. I love supporting other women and especially other women who love their dogs. And I think it's really important for me to kind of stay focused on that um, because it's one of my core values of my brand. And with the shop, there is amazing potential for long-term growth and revenue. So if you're kind of picking up on things, that's where I'm going to kind of make up for lost revenue with the podcast, hopefully. Two of the things that I went over before were not quite right. So I had to kind of pivot what I was doing with them. So here's here's what really wasn't working. If you're kind of, maybe maybe you have something in your business that you're working on that's like not really quite working and you're not sure if you should quit it. You don't want to give up though. Um, I'm going to show you, you don't have to necessarily give up on things that aren't working. Maybe there's just some way that you could kind of pivot and make it work for you. So first of all was the paid membership. Um, For me, I thought the price point was really great because it was super cheap and super affordable. However, it had the opposite effect. Offering something that was really cheap meant that it had a very low perceived value. People didn't think that they were really going to get a lot out of something that only cost $4.99 per month. I had people who were way more excited about signing up for my courses that cost $250 or a custom coaching package that cost $1,000. People really wanted to get a customized um, they wanted to, a customized service. They wanted to have the best of the best. I actually had people sending me emails saying, I'm not sure which Instagram coaching service I should do. I want to get the one that's the best one. <laughs> uh, and so with the price point on my paid membership, it was really kind of counterintuitive. Now, um, the other thing that was not quite right was my online course. So even though I've had sales with every launch and I've had very happy students, um, for me internally, like within my business, it's just felt a little bit disjointed trying to juggle two different things. So like I said earlier, the course has been branded under Insta Mystic. Um, Since my last name is Mystic, I thought that was kind of a cute and catchy name. And I do love it. And I love the brand that I've created around that. But internally, I just kind of had a a mental block about cross-promoting Insta Mystic to wear, wag, repeat. However, I noticed that out of the people who were buying my course and signing up for the course, it was a lot of dog moms. I also have a private Facebook group for my Instamistic students, and I did a poll asking people what niche their Instagram account is in, and the majority of people said pet industry or dog. Um, So you got to listen to the data of who is actually buying something and what they liked about it. Now, here's the two different pivots that I made in order to make these two things sort of work for me and my business. So for the paid membership, uh, I realized there was more value in making that paid content available for free. If I could get more traffic to my website, I would have a better online reputation, more brand awareness, and more chance for clicks on affiliate links and ads if I ever do add um, banner advertisements on my site. I don't currently do that. Um, but offering this paid content that I was creating, like um, a custom stenciled welcome mat, how to make a dog message center if you have a dog walker, how to make a dog-friendly 
herb planter, all these kinds of like really cool DIY projects, I was hiding them behind a paywall. So they were not getting any hits on YouTube. They were not getting any hits on my website because you had to pay to be a member in order to view them. And it was really frustrating to me. So I actually unlocked all of that content and made it available to the general public. So now I can get more traffic to my site, which is worth more than the like two people who were paying me $3.99 a month. Now with the course, like I mentioned, I found out that most of my signups were coming from dog moms. So the profitable pivot that I'm making for that is I'm going to be moving it under the wear, wag, repeat umbrella and renaming my courses as wear, wag, repeat labs, which I thought was a really cute name. And I think it will make everything appeal so much more to my audience and sell so much better. So instead of just offering Instagram advice for the general public, even though the general public is quite fabulous, I'm going to target my content so that it appeals especially to dog moms and dog mompreneurs and just people in the pet industry in general. I think that um, obviously I can see those kinds of people are who are signing up for my services. So I want to make sure that I'm creating the best content that I can for them. All right. So those are the two things that I pivoted to make them more profitable. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. Now, um, I mentioned earlier that, you know, there might be certain things in your business that you want to expand your paw print so that you can create a more diverse revenue stream. But there's also things that you might want to add to your paw print to increase your passion stream. I don't know. I just kind of made that term up. (laughs) Um, But I have two things that were really passion projects for me. Uh, And one of those is this podcast and the other one is the shop. So let's talk about those a little bit. The podcast has introduced me and my brand to so many new people, either through people I've interviewed or through people who are listening to this. It's so amazing to have a one-on-one chat with people who are in my industry and who get it. As as you might know, if you're doing this pet business as a side hustle or um, if you're working from home by yourself like I have for the last 10 or 12 years, it's really hard to connect one-on-one to people or to even have coffee with someone in a in a type of relationship where you're not really looking to get anything out of them in return. Uh, I'm just having friendly chats with people on this podcast, and it's just really awesome to hear the experience of other women and what they've done to um, allow themselves to work alongside their dogs day in and day out, which is my dream, and I hope that I can help you, everyone who's listening, achieve that dream as well. So being able to share those conversations with people who don't necessarily have access to interviewing 50-plus women all over the country, it's really fulfilling to me. Um, tons, there's tons of women working in the pet industry. There is no shortage of dog mom bosses for me to interview. And I think there's also so many women who want to start a pet business, but don't really know what to do about it. So, um, this podcast is helping 
you guys, um, which is really fulfilling to me. I love, I'm a helper. I love helping people and I also love teaching people. Um, so this podcast kind of does a little bit of both. And then also it establishes me as an expert in the dog mom entrepreneur community. So I'm getting a lot of DMs and a lot of emails from people asking me for advice on how to start their blogs, what kind of um, download incentives they can use to get people on board when they're launching a new project, and just generally connecting me with other awesome dog mompreneurs. So it's been really, really great for me. I love being recognized for that because I do have a passion for entrepreneurship as well as for dogs. Um, so speaking of entrepreneurship, the online shop is something that I was really inspired to do because of all of the podcast guests that I have interviewed. So many people were doing so many cool things and I just had this dream of holding a physical product. Um, I just thought that it would be so amazing um, as a creative person. I've been working in the virtual world for the past 10 plus years, and I was feeling very desperate to have something physical that I could work on, a product that I could touch, photograph, take out into the world with me, and show people. And that is really what the shop has given me. So while the shop does have a great potential for revenue, it also is fueling my passion and giving me a creative outlet to source and create really awesome products for dogs and their moms. Starting the shop has also been a huge learning curve for me, um, probably second to creating the online course. Setting up the online course um, was pretty challenging, <laughs> but setting up the online store also had its own learning curve, and I've just done so much Googling and asking so many questions of people. Um, I started off really small with just a handful of products that I loved, and I set it up on Shopify if you're interested on what platform I used. Uh, I chose Shopify because it's so easy to use and it also integrates with Instagram where I wanted to capitalize on my 40,000 followers and hopefully get them shopping my shoppable feed. And like I mentioned earlier, if you're not familiar, I carry products from other dog mom makers around the country and I also do some print-on-demand shirts and I carry candles and notepads and other things that I've designed myself. So I think it's very easy to be intimidated by all of this um, because you feel like before you launch something, it has to be perfect. But I just want to tell you, if you're listening to this, it doesn't have to be perfect. I started my online shop with just candles, cards, and collars. And I think I had a few bandanas that I sewed up. And then now I have tons of products and I'm, I had a lot of holiday orders and I'm sort of planning out what I'm going to carry for the rest of the year. And it's really fun and exciting. But I just started small so that I could kind of figure it out along the way. Now, um, let's talk about how you could potentially grow your paw print for your business. I love brainstorming, you guys. And I always have a list of different ideas of things that I want to do. I'm such a dreamer. So here's some ideas that I thought of. Um, writing a book could be a cookbook or a coffee table book, or maybe even a novel. I would love to write a novel. I was so inspired um, by Victoria Shade, who I interviewed oh, way back several episodes ago. <laughs> um, but she's a dog trainer who wrote a really cute kind of lighthearted romance novel. And um, that really inspired me. So now I want to write one too. You could also maybe have 
um, a signature item on a menu at a local hotspot. Maybe you have a signature cocktail that's, you know, there's so many dog-themed cocktails, like a greyhound or a salty dog, or you could come up with your own name. That would be really cool and kind of get your brand in front of a really cool audience. You could host a class or a workshop. Airbnb actually has the option to add experiences as an offering. And I just saw in Pittsburgh that one of the experiences is go hiking with a hairless dog. (laughs) And the guy charges like $45 for that experience. So there's no reason why you can't offer a tour of dog-friendly places in your town and throw it up there on Airbnb. You could try doing a pop-up shop if you sell products, partner with another store or find a vacant storefront somewhere and do a pop-up shop. Maybe you just want to set up a Slack group or something so that other people who are in your sort of niche or other people who you like doing business with can communicate with each other and brainstorm together. Here's another idea that I really want to do is a road trip around the country to meet your followers in other cities. So I really want to go to Boston and I want to go to Richmond, Virginia, and I want to go to Nashville. And there's so many dogs I want to meet. There's also dogs I want to meet in Australia, but that might be a little bit harder to get to. Uh, You could also try hosting a retreat. If you offer a service or some kind of like B2B kind of business, maybe you do a little weekend retreat or just a one-day retreat and talk business for a whole day. You could also try creating a branded Airbnb that is decorated in your blog or business aesthetic. This is one of my dreams, so you can go ahead and borrow it. I don't, I don't own that idea, so I'm not going to accuse you of stealing it, but I would love to have the ultimate doggy dream house wear, wag, repeat Airbnb. How awesome would that be? So that's on my, on my dream list. Um, of course, you could also start a podcast. You could do a product collaboration where you design something or curate products for another business. And how about having your own TV show? I totally want to have my own TV show. <laughs> um got to think big basically is what I want to show you guys. There's no idea that is too small or too big for you to experiment with in your business. So keep in mind as you're brainstorming about what you might want to work on, how, how will these new projects enhance your brand or your life? Not everything needs to generate revenue. Sometimes it's just about name recognition and what that opportunity might lead to down the line. Maybe it's make sure that whatever you're doing is checking off one of those boxes. Either it's making you money or it's making you happy. And those two things can go together or they can be separate, but just kind of make sure that whatever you are going to be doing, that it's fulfilling you in some way. Now, take a breath. (laughs) I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. This does not have to happen all at once. And you also don't have to do it all yourself. You can totally outsource things. Like I mentioned, I have someone who edits this show for me. She actually also writes the show notes that go up on my blog and creates fun social media graphics for me. So I've outsourced that because I just couldn't really make it all work in the time that I have in the day. I've also hired SEO consultants, web designers, packaging designers, Facebook ads managers, and all sorts of different consultants to help me grow my business because I am strong enough to admit that I cannot do it all myself. And sometimes the time it would take me to design um, packaging for my candles, for instance, 
it would take me way longer than it would to just hire a designer and pay her for four or five hours to create something for me. Um, in my shop, I also source graphics from places like Creative Market or I'll use Fiverr.com to find designers to create things for me. So think about what you can outsource so that you can make more space for you to focus on what you love doing. All right. So now if you would like to pause the podcast, you can take some time to brainstorm what it is that you might want to do in your business. Um, I'm actually going to be wrapping up the episode. So um, if you want to just end now and go do your brainstorming, I would love, love, love if you would DM me on Instagram at tmystic or tag me in your Instagram stories and share what kind of ideas you came up with to expand the paw print of your business. I hope that some of you are going to start a TV show. I hope that some of you are going to do a pop-up shop. I hope that you're going to do a road trip because maybe we can meet up on it and do it together. Just hit me up at Team Mystic on Instagram. You can also email me. Um, just go to my website, wherewagrepeat.com, and you can find a way to contact me through there. And I'm really excited. I hope that this was helpful to you if you weren't able to make it to Alt Summit. Or even if you did come to my session at Alt Summit and you re-listened to this to kind of get some more inspiration. Um, either way, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you around the interwebs. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.